0: the dare to decide podcast, where we take a psychological dive into our everyday decisions that shape our relationships, health, and finances. My name is Marion. I'm a former school psychologist who built a multiple six figure online business, helping thousands of women transform their health and confidence. This is a podcast for women who don't want to settle for a life that is less than what they know deep down they can create. I believe that to begin building the life you truly want, you are just one decision away. This is an Uplevel Your Life podcast, and I'm so glad you're here. Let's go. Okay, so today's episode is a special one. We are talking about something that every single human being who has ever used social media for their business can relate to. And we've all been here, I, I know I have, where you spend a solid 20 minutes writing the perfect copy. I mean, you're overthinking every word. And then you spend five minutes choosing the perfect emojis to emphasize each point. Oh, and then you need to spend another five to 10 minutes editing the perfect photo. And then you realize like, oh crap, didn't I just read an article that said Instagram is only rewarding reels and video now? So you spend a solid hour making a reel. I don't know about you, but that's how long it feels like it takes me to do a reel. And you think, okay, after that hour is over, this should work. And then you think to yourself, now, wait, am I missing something? Oh, darn it. I forgot about hashtags. I can't, you can't post without hashtags. So you know that you should be using all 30 of the hashtags allowed for the post. So off you go, spending a good 15 minutes researching the best hashtags for your reel. And now it's almost been two hours, but You finally have the perfect curated piece of social media content. You did it. So you take a deep breath and push the publish button and you immediately feel a sense of accomplishment, right? Because if you did nothing else for your business today, you at least published a post. So that's something, right? And then you put your phone down and you start to work on something else. But a few hours go by and you decide, Hey, I wonder how my reel is doing. So you pick up your phone and you scroll to your page and see nine likes. Oh, not even double digits. And one of them is your mom. So that doesn't even count, right? So, and then it kicks in. I'm talking about what I call the aftermath thoughts, which I know sounds dramatic, but let's be honest. We can get a little dramatic when we are dealing with social media. So this is when you start to think, oh, Is it me? Is it my content? Am I not good enough? And then you tell yourself, no one even cares if I post. So am I just wasting my time? Okay, so I just want to stop here and ask you if any of these thoughts or experiences feel familiar, because if so, you are in very, very good company. I mean, just speaking from my own experience, I've absolutely been here more times than I can count in 13 years. Um, it's a real experience that you can't really skip over or somehow circumnavigate and not actually go through. And I just want to say before we dive in here that it's all relative. I have a friend with several hundred thousand followers, and she she takes it very personally, and it's hard on her when she has a post that gets under five thousand likes. Meanwhile, someone with maybe five hundred followers would lose their mind and, like with pure elation, if they got 5,000 likes. So perspective really plays a large part in this conversation. Okay. So the two questions I get a lot when I'm working with my clients around social media mindset is number one, what do I need to do to get more engagement? And number two, how do I not take social media so personally? Like, how do I avoid feeling like crap when I hear crickets after I post? So these two questions are really best addressed in two separate podcast episodes. Um, So I will be covering engagement and growth strategies in an upcoming episode. So stay tuned for that. But in today's episode, I'm going to cover some tips that will apply to both questions. So I'm going to share four no BS tips on how to manage your social media mindset. Okay, let's go ahead and dive right in. Tip number one, stop making it all about you. This this is a huge one. I'm starting off with the whammy one. Like if you can really embrace this concept, it's going to change a lot for you. But here's the bottom line. If you're building a business and a personal brand on social media, you need to remind yourself every day that it's not about me. So many people wake up in the morning and think, what should I post today? What do I want to talk about? And that's just completely the wrong question to ask. Why? Because it's not about you. It's about your ideal client and their needs, their pain points and their questions. So instead of asking, what do I want to talk about today? You want to ask, what does my ideal client want to talk about today? What questions is she asking herself? What is she struggling with today? What does she need to hear today? And the, the answers to those questions, that is your content. And here's the thing, the better you get with knowing and truly speaking to and with your ideal client and making them the star of your social media, the more engagement you're going to get, the more you'll make them feel heard, seen, and loved. And that's what it's about. It's about making them feel something, not you. So reminding yourself that it's not about you might be the main catalyst for you to stop tying your personal worth up in your content. Okay. So number two, stop trying to hide who you are. And okay. So I know I just told you that it's not about you and it's not, but You need to be at the center and the heart of your personal brand. If you're hiding, then you cannot realistically expect potential clients to feel like they know, like, and trust you. And that last one, trust, like that's, that's the biggest one of, of, of them all. And what single action can you do as a human being to most effectively gain someone's trust? Answer six words. You need to show your face. And actually I'm going to add in four more words. (laughs) You need to talk. Let's say that, let's say that you're looking for a life coach. You search on Google and you find two that come highly recommended. So then you go check out their Instagram accounts. One of them is talking and sharing a quick tip on their Instagram story. And then they also have, let's say a, a cute personal anecdotal story showing their dogs running around their office. So you see their face. You heard their voice. You learned a quick tip, and you also learned something personal about them—that they have two dogs. Then you go over to the other Instagram account, and you check out their story, and it's a single frame with a generic inspirational quote. Hmm. Okay. So you go look at their profile, and it's a mix of more more quotes and little landscape photos, and all of a sudden you're having to use brain calories to try to figure out what the heck this person does, what they stand for. Are they a real person? How how can they help you? And even worse, you don't even know what they look like. So then you logically ask yourself like if they aren't confident enough to show up on their Instagram, how on earth are they going to help you show up more confident in your life? So which life coach do you think you would choose? Now, Here's what I would call the gut punch question for those who struggle with hearing those those little annoying crickets on their posts. Are you showing up more like life coach number one or life coach number two? It is imperative that you show you in your marketing. And you don't need to tell your whole life story. No one wants or expects that. But you have to show some of your values in your marketing, what you stand for, what you believe. So let's go back to the life coach example. Let's say you are a faith-based life coach. So the reaction that a lot of people might have is, well, if I talk about faith too much, then that's going to alienate people. And yes, Brenda, you're right. That is correct but it's also going to pull in and attract the people who want and need that in their lives. You need to show who you are and the values of your personal brand with so much confidence that it inspires everyone around you to want to step into their own authentic selves. You were not meant for everyone. So it's time we stop trying to think that is the standard. Embrace what makes you unique, quirky, fun, and trustworthy. And that's how you build the tissue of connection with the right people. Okay, number 3. If you're not having people unfollow you now and then, are you really even marketing yourself? So, okay, my last business was in the health and wellness field. And when I decided to go full-time into business mindset and strategy coaching, I knew some people would unfollow me. And here's the thing, I I wanted people to unfollow me. Now, that might sound confusing to some people, but let me share why this was important to me. All followers are not created equal. Let me repeat that. All followers are not created equal. You only want followers and people on your email list, um, like who actually care and want to know about what you're talking about and what you offer. So let's say you have a business. you're let's say you coach. I'm just making this up. First time moms with teaching their newborns to sleep through the night without crying it out. That sounds like a good business, actually. Okay. So you have a pretty clear and concise ideal client avatar, or ICA is what we call them, right? You know exactly who you're talking to, what their pain points are, what questions and fears they might have. You understand the woman you're helping first-time moms who don't want their babies to cry it out to sleep through the night. But let's say you have 200 followers on your Instagram account right now, and you just want a higher number. And we all get that. We logically assume that a higher number of followers equals higher engagement and higher sales conversions. And that's true in most cases, but it's not always the case. So let's say you sign up for you guys ever get those DMS from those bot services that say, yeah, we can give you 5,000 new followers for $5. So you think, ah, oh, what the heck? And you give them $5. Well, now you may have 5,200 followers, but 5,000 of them are not pregnant or first-time moms. They're not looking for coaching to help their child sleep through the night. In fact, they look to be a mix of like former prison inmates and dudes in their twenties. So when you post on your Instagram, you may technically have 5,200 followers, but 5,000 of them aren't going to like or engage with your post because either they're not interested in your content and your other 200 followers, let's assume are your ICA they may not even see your post because the algorithm has already deemed your content as something your follower list is not interested in seeing. So you see this a lot with big influencers who have maybe over a million or two followers, um, but they maybe only get 5,000 likes on a post. So two things. Number one, you want to speak so clearly to your ICA that anyone who is not your ICA knows Like, Hey, I think I should maybe unfollow because this isn't, this doesn't fit what I'm looking for. And that's a good thing. Embrace that. And number two, your follower count does not equal the health of your business. I have clients with very small followings on Instagram and very large client lists and bank accounts. And there are also people on Instagram who are fantastic at growing their follower list, but they really stink at growing their client list. So we need to stop trying to equate the two. All right, number four, to strengthen your mindset, stop making things personal. So, okay, my grandma took a certain amount of unreasonable pride in her rhubarb pie. Just even talking about it makes my mouth water and not in a good way. So I don't like rhubarb. I Actually, i I personally don't like anything about it. I don't like... The name, the fact that it's really a vegetable that people try to make into a fruit, like rhubarb, it's just the worst, bottom line. (laughs) Anyway, my grandma made rhubarb pie for dessert one Christmas. And when you're eight years old and you don't like rhubarb, this is a very disappointing dessert announcement to hear. Anyway, in our family, growing up, you had to sit and eat what was put in front of you. I don't know if you grew up like that, but that's that's just how it was, even dessert. So I sat there, I'm very stubborn, I stared at this piece of rhubarb pie for a very long time, like we're talking hours, I just refused, and I'll never forget, my grandma became very upset that I wasn't eating her rhubarb pie, and like to be fair, she probably had some wine, or maybe some, it was Christmas, so spiked eggnog at the time, so she got pretty emotional. But she was taking it very personally that I wasn't eating her pie. The thing was, it had nothing to do with her. It had nothing to do with her, her baking skills or how much love she put into baking the pie. It had literally zero to do with her. It had everything to do with the fact that rhubarb is my arch enemy of the vegetable world. And I see the same thing happening on social media. You put content out and you hear crickets and you immediately think, like, is it me? Is it my content? Am I not good enough? And so then you hold back from continuing to post because you didn't get that like immediate validation. And then you maybe are wondering, like, why do I even bother creating content? You made it about you when really maybe you're trying to give rhubarb to people that prefer strawberries, right? So it's important to look at the two variables in social media marketing here. Variable number one, your content, which is great news because you have 100% control over your content. That's great. So ask yourself basic business questions like, are you addressing the right pain points Are you adding the right value? Are you blending into the background because you're so afraid to offend anyone and have an opinion? Are you posting too often? All of these questions to consider like without taking the process personally. Your worth as a human being has zero to do with your presence on social media. So take a step back and ask yourself from a business perspective those types of questions. Variable number two is your audience. Are you trying to serve rhubarb to people who are craving pizza? (laughs) I'm really hungry right now, so that sounds good. Um, So think of it like this. Let's go back to the coaching business for new moms to help their babies sleep through the night, okay? Now, let's say you go speak at a conference with 10,000 people there. That's a great size audience, right? Except everyone walks out during your presentation. What? You feel crushed humiliated, right? And then your friend looks at you and says, but Shannon, it was a World of Warcraft conference. So we need to do the same gut check with our audience. Do you have the right people finding and following you right now? If so, like keep doing what you're doing and expanding. But if not, we need to start there and get strategic about finding what pools your ideal client avatar is hanging out at and how to best get in front of them. Okay. So to recap the four no BS tips on how to manage your social media mindset are tip number one, stop making it all about you. Number two, stop trying to hide who you are. Number three, if you're not having people unfollow you now and then, are you really even marketing yourself? And number four, to strengthen your mindset, stop making things personal. I really, really hope that you found value in today's episode and that hopefully it'll encourage you to take a new perspective in how you show up and engage on social media. And speaking of social media, I would love to connect with you over on the gram. You can find me at Marion Wagner Coaching and just send me a DM and tell me a little about you and maybe what you'd like to hear on the podcast. I would love that. Okay, as always, Thank you for being here. And remember that you are just one decision away from completely changing your life. I'll see you next time. Thank you so much for listening to the Dare to Decide podcast. If this was helpful for you, I'd love it if you would please leave a review. It's truly what helps the podcast grow. Even better, tag me on Instagram stories and tell me what you think. I can't wait to hear from you.